I'm Leanna Shields, and you're listening to The Cozy Sleuth. Today, Snoops and Sleuths, I'm with Laura Heffernan. Or do you have a pen name you prefer to be called? Um, I write as Ada Bell. It's not really a secret, so most people know that I have both names. It's not a big deal. Okay. So today I am here with Laura Heffernan, here to talk about her books, writing, and all things cozy. Laura, would you like to introduce yourself to my Snoops and Sleuths? Hello, Snoops and Sleuths. Uh, as she said, my name is Laura Heffernan. I write cozy mysteries as Ada Bell. Um, the current series I have is the Shady Grove Psychic Mysteries um, about a girl who uses her psychic powers to solve crime. And they're lots of fun. They sound like a lot of fun. So is any of your writing inspired by your actual life? I really wish I could say that, yes, I have psychic powers and I use them to solve mysteries. <laughs> because that would be so cool. <laughs> but I, I mean, I do parts of it do come from life, little things. Um, the town of Shady Grove is loosely inspired by where I live. They're a little, a little quirkier, but um, like the geography of it, you know, there are a lot of trees here, stuff like that. Uh, the nearby town of Willow, Willow Falls is, the name was really taken from a town not far from me, just modified a little bit. Um, Allie is from Sacramento, California, just like I am, and she moved to upstate New York, where she's horrified by snow and cold, just like me, although I've been here much longer than she has. Um, and Allie's three-year-old nephew was inspired by my son, who is three, and lots of energy. <laughs> I, I kind of hear you about the wishing certain parts of our books were actually true kind of like with mine the mystic ranch mysteries there are times i wish i lived on an alpaca ranch i wish right? i were on, you know in a village filled with mythical creatures <laughs> just that would be so cool <laughs> but like you there were some little things like a love of old movies i gave my main character a love of old movies so I get what you're saying with that. <laughs> yeah, I just, I like to do that with all of my books. Um, in my romantic comedies, all of my characters are terrible singers, and it's because I am a terrible singer. None of them can carry a tune at all, and it's just a little thing that I do, because why not? <laughs> it's my book. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any advice for those who would want to write or write cozy specifically? My best advice is just to read as much as possible. Read everything. Um, you really need to be, especially with cozies, you need to be familiar with the genre expectations and the tropes. Because cozies are pretty specific in what they entail. You know, they tend to be small town. Not always, but they tend to. But you can't have any swearing. You can't have open door sex. No gore. So if what you really want to write is sexy, violent bloodbaths, cozy's not the genre for you. <laughs> but if you don't if you don't read you don't know that <laughs> so find a couple authors you love read everything they've done you know absolutely that's that's great advice because i've come across a couple cozies that it's like 
I don't think you're meant to be in this genre. <laughs> um, you know, no animal death. That's a big thing. Like you can't. Some, I feel like some genres are a little more open in what you can do, um, but cozy's got a, it, it's got a specific meaning. Yeah. So do you have a favorite character or would you get in trouble with your other characters? <laughs> I love all my characters the same. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, I really super love Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany Pratt shows up in book two and she's Allie's friend, sort of. <laughs> um, they, go to, they go to college together. I have, I'm actually, I'm listening to the audiobook files now. I just got them. So I just finished listening to the second book where she appears. And my narrator just got the voice like so perfect that, um, yeah, I don't know. Tiffany is horrible and yet not. <laughs> just, um, and I really love Rusty, the barista. And uh, he's Allie's best friend, but he's, he's delightful. <laughs> That's always fun when you have a character that just kind of stands out a little bit more even the ones I don't like, I, I kind of do, um, you know, except the mayor because she's evil, but, you know, <laughs> she owns it. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I, I hear you with that, too, because I just finished my, uh, I just published my second book not that long ago, and I had so much fun writing what was supposed to be a side character, but she turned into a major character. She was this pixie who, she wasn't intended to at first, but she starts flirting with Bridger, who, bear <laughs> in mind, he is engaged to the main character, Sabia. Uh, that's <laughs> no good. But some characters do not like being sidelined. They, they have big personalities and they want to be up front and center. Oh, yeah. They, they can come in like in the Emperor's new groove and it's like, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I don't control them. I try, oh. but I don't, I don't control them very much. Oh, goodness. Uh, my characters can't be controlled. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, you had that in mind? I'm over here doing this. <laughs> Yeah, I went shopping. Sorry. <laughs> but isn't this pair of shoes I got cute? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Never a dull moment. <laughs> Do you have an author that has most influenced your writing? That's such a hard question for me because I did start out as writing romantic comedies and I feel like like I was really influenced by Sophie Kinsella, who writes the shopaholic books, but that doesn't make sense in a cozy context. <laughs> um, um, there are some cozy authors that I absolutely love. Kelly Garrett is a big one. Um, Carly Fall has helped me actually personally more than as an influence. Um, she's just helped me with stuff. Um, yeah, just I read so much. It's hard to say that any one specific author really got in there. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, we read so much that it's like 
Wait, how do we peg down who our biggest influence was? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm even trying to think like which author made me want to do cozies, but um, I don't think it was any specific book. It was just I had this like this character in my head, and she didn't want to be a rom com character. She wanted to solve mysteries. <laughs> <So> <laughs> she's not ready <laughs> to be in a rom com. <laughs> <sighs> yeah our characters it all goes back to them doesn't it i mean they have a life of their own without them our books would be really boring there would just be in my case a lot of trees in an <laughs> antique store with nobody in it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's how it'd be with me a lot of horses you would have alpaca that no i mean one... that's still pretty cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> but not a very interesting book where it's just like fields of alpaca birds of horses <laughs> they ran <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. Yeah. I don't know what alpacas do <laughs> I, they probably won't. eat and run <laughs> sounds like a good life yeah so if you were going to sit down with your main character over coffee, what kind of coffee would she get? Allie is a vanilla latte girl. There is a coffee shop next to the antique store where she works, and she's over there getting vanilla lattes so often that when she had a really bad day, the barista, Rusty, brought her a pot of vanilla lattes, like a teapot full of vanilla latte. <laughs> that is what she likes <laughs> oh that's terrific he's a good guy <laughs> my character Sabia happens to be best friends with a barista too um, the barista's name is Lexiana and she owns a place called Sparks <laughs> and Sabia is completely a raspberry mocha latte <laughs> Every I personally walks... prefer mochas, but Allie likes the latte. <laughs> Every time she walks in, Lexiana's like, let me guess, raspberry mocha? <laughs> See, I need one of those in my life. I don't have like a small town coffee shop like that where they just know me that well. <laughs> really, we should all have one. Yeah. And I would love to have one like Sparks, because Sparks, you can also get like a little magic jolt of confidence or something or other, because you've got a big event coming up or whatever you need that, that little magical would be boost for. <laughs> they sell like peace, like, like calm, I guess, like that'd be nice. <laughs> I like that. So outside of writing, do you have any hobbies or activities you do? So I knew you were gonna ask this and I was thinking, I was like, what is a hobby? What is a hobby? <laughs> I gotta think way back. So once upon a time, like, you know, two years ago when we could actually go outside, like, what did I do? Um, I am a huge board game fan. Uh, anybody who is familiar with my Laura Heffernan work and, um, or my Twitter feed, to be honest. Um, I talk about board games a lot. I have an entire series of books about people who meet in Palma playing board games. I go to board game conventions. Like, 
tabletop games are my thing. Um, I absolutely love them. Oh, how fun. I, I recently got into playing Pathfinder with some friends. <laughs> Excellent. Oh my gosh. My character is a cat folk um, investigator. <laughs> cannot meow. <laughs> Your cat can't meow? No. And this is a funny story. We were, me and my friends were, let's see, the scenario was we were investigating a group of smugglers and we were supposed to sneak into their hideout. Well, someone knocked over something, made a lot of noise, ruined our, our stealth. And so one friend goes like, meow. Well, that <laughs> required a performance role. I rolled a four <laughs> on that and failed at meowing. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's like, I'm a cat who can't meow. <laughs> you just have laryngitis it happens <laughs> or stage fright everybody gets stage fright yeah but that was like one of the funniest incidents well aside from more recently where the uh rogue in the group suggested we distract the bad guys by dressing in their uniforms plan actually worked on that one I mean, it seems like it would help. You try to <laughs> sneak past them or just throw them off. I would be very confused if somebody walked into my house and tried to put on my clothes. <laughs> Actually, the plan was to get them to stand in a straight line so our so our wizard could cast a spell on them that requires the bad guys to be in a straight line. So amazingly, we got them to stand in the line. It sounds like a good plan to me. I think, I think it's brilliant. <laughs> but all that and I also, say, oh, sorry, go ahead. All that to say, I, I get why tabletop games are so fun. <laughs> yeah, I just, um, I've been playing on board game arena since, you know, we can't go out as much. Um, problem with board game arena is it you know tends to leak into your work time and your writing time because <laughs> it's right there all the time um but they have so many games so it's a lot of fun um i've been doing puzzles more too i've always been a fan of puzzles which kind of makes sense because i have you know mysteries but um i found like some murder mystery puzzles where you read a story and then you put the puzzle together to find out what happened and those are really cool oh fun yeah um, have you ever put together the crystal 3d puzzles i am not good at 3d puzzles oh um, i got I one for christmas is. and it was snoopy as sherlock holmes that's so fun <laughs> i would like that but yeah we, we actually got some 3d puzzles um and we just never even finished the first one i don't think i don't know why we just no, building is not as exciting to me as solving, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember the first 3D puzzle I ever did was I'm kind of a Star Wars fan, as well as me a cozy too. mystery fan. And one of them was Jar Jar Banks. And it was just like these 
thin layers of cardboard that you stack up until you have basically a, a Jar Jar Binks put together. By the okay. end of it, it was a little bit annoying. <laughs> Much like the character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> I do love Star Wars, though. If I had a Star Wars puzzle, I'd probably do it. Um, the one we were doing was uh, it was like a church, I think. So there was a lot of curvy pieces and it was it was complicated and it was all stone like so it all looked the same <laughs> oh geez maybe that was the problem <laughs> yeah probably when all the pieces look the same it can be bad i saw a puzzle once at a game store that was like a circle and it was white <laughs> the whole thing yeah the whole thing <laughs> and it's i'm just seeing it and i'm like that is evil right there. It, so I think if the pieces were shaped like differently, it would be okay. But when they're all the exact same shape, it's like, you're not, like, that's not really a test of logic. It's a test of perseverance. It's like, do you have the patience to sit and try every single piece against every single other piece? And the answer to that is no, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. But I think, I mean, if that's what people are into, that's cool. Like, absolutely. I personally, though, I just get too irritated. I'd rather go do something else. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can. I'm not usually a puzzle person, but that particular one I saw would definitely not make me a puzzle person. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's round, it's a little easier because the pieces start out big and get smaller. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know. I've only ever done one round puzzle, but it was it had a picture on it, so it was much easier. Yeah. On the topic of board games, though, oh, I have one that I love. It's called Saving, Saving. I can never remember if it's Doctor or Professor Lucky. This Saving Doctor Lucky or Killing Doctor Lucky. <laughs> There's actually a Killing Doctor Lucky oh. too. That's the sequel, I think, to it. Uh, we, uh, some friends of mine actually built a life-size version of Killing Dr. Lucky a few years ago. Oh. <laughs> it's a giant, a giant board that you get like 10 people to stand in the different rooms and move around. And we had props, of course. <laughs> so oh, fun. I have the saving was... one where basically it's like you're on the Titanic and you have to save Dr. Lucky with everyone watching instead of trying to get Dr. Lucky alone to kill him. <laughs> right. So it's the reverse. That's interesting. Yeah. I've heard of it. I haven't played it, um, but maybe I should. It is actually a lot of fun. I just never get a chance to play it because I don't have... My friends don't like it as much as I do. <laughs> That's always annoying. Like yeah. Everybody should like all the same things we want them to like and then play with us. <laughs> Oh, okay. Back on the topic of the interview, <laughs> even though I'm having so much fun. I can talk about games like for weeks, so you're going to have to shut me up. Sorry. <laughs> um, how can my snoops and sleuths follow you? Um, probably the best place 
is honestly my newsletter, which is you can sign up at www.adabell.com. Um, I do have a Twitter, which is at Adabell Books. And I have a Facebook, which is at Adabell Books. But I'm not as good at keeping up on those. Um, like I try, but I'm, I mostly tweet from my real name where I can complain about politics and the world and non-book related things. Um, I'm trying to get better though. And there is book news, you know, my book news always winds up over there. Um, and I have a Facebook group, Adabelle Besties, and that's the same. Like when I have like sales or freebies or whatever, I try to post in there so people know. And hey, if you want to hear me talk about chocolate and board games and politics, absolutely follow my regular Laura Heffernan account at LH underscore rights. I talk about all the things. <laughs> And I will be sure to put the links in the show's notes because talking about board games and all that has been so much fun. <laughs> you know, I actually toyed with a story idea for a main character who runs a game store. I would read that. Absolutely. She has, <laughs> she has two rats, Rook and Queenie, <laughs> and a Sphinx cat no, I well, I forget what the cat the cat's changed species so many times I forget. Um, yeah. Named Gambit. A sphinx cat named Gambit. Sorry, I'm drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for your story to go on uh, while I take a sip. But um, should they solve mysteries? Yeah, they're they're gonna solve mysteries and. Actually, the mystery that they were going to be in the story that's in the story revolves around maybe a board game that someone who tried to sell it did not have the rights to sell it. I think it's interesting. I think you should write this. I would definitely read it. <laughs> and um, obviously, that's what matters is what I personally would read. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, I've got so many other things to write first, though. It's like, yeah, I know. Needs to be in, there needs to be a line in our heads of our characters. Unfortunately, our characters don't like to stand in lines. <laughs> no, no, some of them rudely shove their way to the front. Yes. I have, I have this one character who's been so patient. She just waits in the background. And I hope I get to her eventually. But <laughs> meanwhile, she's, you know, cataloging stuff. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> the only patient character I have is a detective from a story I wrote all oh, back when I was 13, who is currently standing in the corner of shame, as I call it, <laughs> because he shame. asked the killer, do you know who did this? No, I think that's perfectly reasonable to ask people if they did it. <laughs> Just, you know, maybe a little, a little more quietly, a little less obvious. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that detective kind of went into the corner and didn't come out. <laughs> I tried to lure him out with chocolate once and he just shook his head. <laughs> if he doesn't want chocolate, there's clearly something wrong with him. <laughs> completely agree 
I mean, good grief. I am such a chocoholic. <laughs> Chocolate is just, uh, just so good when it's good, you know? Yes. But it can be so bad when it's bad. <laughs> that is true. That's true. I, I made the mistake of getting some chocolate from the dollar store. I'm still a little upset about it. Oh. <laughs> I, I know. I was just, I was lured in. It was, it was there. It was, yeah, it was a mistake. Those impulse buys can sometimes get you, can't they? <laughs> <laughs> I think the worst chocolate I had was like a, I think I got it from, it was a powdered hot cocoa mix and I got it as a gift you could not taste any chocolate to it well, then what's the point <laughs> exactly it's <laughs> like wait you call this chocolate why <laughs> yeah that's no good I do like hot chocolate and I like fancy hot chocolate sometimes um like they started making those like straws with the chocolate on the end and somebody sent me those once the gift and you just, like stir them into hot milk stuff like that uh, but it's got to taste like chocolate otherwise it's just you know, warm milk yeah oh i can't believe we're on the last question i've had so much fun chatting with you <laughs> <laughs> time flies when you're talking about board games and killing people yes <laughs> oh welcome to the world of the cozy mystery author sometimes fun <laughs> sometimes scary <laughs> Send me my new motto. Sometimes fun, sometimes scary. <laughs> what is one complaint your characters would have about you as an author? Um, well, I think Allie would be mad that I keep messing with her powers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she uses them to solve mysteries, um, and I like to randomly oh, take them away <laughs> or make them do the unexpected. Um, it's like, so, leave my powers alone. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think she likes that very much. <laughs> um, oh. Poor Olive gets beaten up a lot too. That's Allie's boss. I don't think she likes that. Oh. Probably prefer I leave her alone. <laughs> oh, gee. I haven't messed with my character's powers yet, but her powers are pretty much eco-based. So not much I can do with that. <laughs> Well, there's other, I have other people involved, you know, doing things that interfere, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that would be enough to get some complaints, messing with their powers, making them not able to do what they're supposed to do. <laughs> Just making them not work right, you know. She's learning. <laughs> you don't want them to come too easily, right? Right. Oh, like I said before, I've had so much fun talking with you. I'm so glad you came on the show. Me too. Thank you for having me. It's way better than sitting in my office alone talking to myself, which is what I would probably <laughs> otherwise be doing right now. <laughs> it's not talking to yourself. It's having a staff meeting. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> in my head but still <laughs> hey sometimes we gotta talk to our characters sometimes they come up with good ideas and sometimes they come up with very bad ideas <laughs> true 
But that's okay. That's why we love them. Yes. Well, Snoops and Sleuths, you've heard another great interview here on the Cozy Sleuth. I'd like to thank my patrons, Regina, Cozy Cub, Dower Bear, and Patty Paul for their contributions in keeping the show commercial free and growing. I'd also like to thank my Coffee Clutch for their contributions as well. If you'd like to be like my patrons and have your name mentioned on the air, join me at my Patreon page at patreon.com slash the cozy sleuth. Or you can become a member of my Coffee Clutch at coffee.com slash the cozy sleuth. That's ko-fi.com slash the cozy sleuth. And if you want to hear some great cozy mysteries read by live actors, check out the Cozy Mystery Rats Maze wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, this is Leanna Shields saying, keep cozy.